Hello, and on this episode of Lights, Camera, Transaction, Paul speaks with a successful restaurateur named Michelle Endo. She has three sushi restaurants and talks about running your own business, being passionate about work. She also discusses how she uses technology and the advantages of a small restaurant over a big chain. Hello and welcome everybody to Lights, Camera, Transaction. This is my lovely guest, Michelle Endo. Thank you for coming by. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. So our podcast, uh, and this is the first episode, we are going to be this meeting... This is the first episode? This is the first oh. episode. The very first very one. very first one. Yes. <laughs> um, you're the chosen one. Chosen one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but for good reason. So Michelle is uh, a restaurateur here in Orange County and she has an incredible story. And I'd actually love to start there and hear about your story about how you kind of got into your parents' restaurant, took it over and have expanded it and done some awesome things along the way. So take let's the stage. Take let's, the stage. let's hear it. So born and raised in Orange County, uh, been here all my life, um, which is, I don't know, a good or a bad thing. Um, it's, it's a beautiful it's place. Be- to live. It's, we live in paradise. I, I moved out here because it's paradise. Yeah. My wife and I came here on vacation, uh, I don't know, three, four years ago with my daughter who was maybe one or two at the time. Uh, and it was, we said within 48 hours, we said, you know what, we're going to move here somewhere. Really? Yeah. And then people ask me why I don't go on vacation often. I'm like, I live in paradise. I live on vacation. If I want to go to the mountains to just go, you know, an hour this way. And then the beach is right here. A hundred percent. Yeah. We went to Hawaii last year because that's where we used to go when we lived in Chicago and, uh, we felt like, why, why did we go here? Like this feels like where we just came from seven degrees warmer. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Back to restaurant. Yeah. Um, so my story began, um, our first flagship location, Laguna Niguel has been there since 1996. It's still there. Um, 23 years next month. That's awesome. We'll be celebrating. And so my parents who came out here from Japan, in their early 20s. Um, my dad's been a chef and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and they decided to, you know, the American dream is to open a restaurant or that's all he knew, um, you know, and was passionate about it. So started that in 1996 and about 15, 16 years in, my husband and I took it over, um, took it over, but also bought it from them, went through escrow and everything. Now that I've learned what eight years later, there's other ways to do that within the family. But we, you know, I always take that long and hard way to, for somewhat reason. Um, so that was eight years ago, about years ago. And uh, about four years ago, without any plans to expand, you know, it's four years in, we're still trying to make sense of left or right. You know, oh my goodness, it's tax season. And so like find a CPA and then, you know, we still had to staff the place and run the place. And it was, it's a open seven days a week restaurant. So it was really aside from holidays, no breaks. So I always laugh about it and say I clocked in nine years ago and haven't clocked out yet. That's so. awesome. You know, the thing, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on this show is not just because you're a successful restaurateur and, and a great operator, but the very first time we met, um, I came into your restaurant and I think I was late and one of my coworkers was there first and I showed up late from another meeting and you were like, 
we got to go because I got to work and you've got your outfit on and you're ready to go. <laughs> and I'm like, she's a successful restaurateur. She's got two restaurants and she's like in her outfit, ready to work. And to me, that speaks to me because I have more fun operating my business than managing people that have, that operate my business. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. um, so I, I actually do, uh, I, I'm in sales meetings every day with potential clients. Um, and I've, I've, you know, my previous business, I built to the point where we had sales managers that I was overseeing the sales managers who were overseeing salespeople that were going out into the meetings. And that was less fulfilling to me than actually going out and sitting yeah. across the table from someone hearing what their challenges are and, and solving it. Um, I just enjoy that so much more. And I, I saw that in you and, and you're the type of person that, you know, I think we see eye to eye on that. Absolutely. I think that also keeps me grounded to know the day to day. And yeah. I know my husband says that I'm too either controlling or, yeah. you know, it's, I got to let go at some point. And yeah. I'm at that breaking point right now yeah. where I feel like my time maximizes probably, you know, training yep. and growing leaders yep. that would manage the stores. Um, but I always say hospitality is my, you know, hospitality serving, just yeah. being, you know, on the battlefield yeah. is where right. my heart really is. Yeah. And so that kind of, when you, when you scale back from that out, that kind of reassures me that I'm in the right place, mm -hmm. that I'm really passionate about what I'm doing. So, yeah. and you know, doing talks like these yeah. makes me like so fired up about restaurant business. And For sure. Do you, so do you think, um, you love hospitality. Do you think you'll always be in this, in this business? Is this, I think so. Yeah. 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 And so what is the plan for, for you, for your business? For if our you business. So if you look at the next five, 10 years, five, 10 years. So go back to a little bit, folks. Yeah. So four years ago, we yeah. opened up our second location on coast highway. Um, and that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, you know, it wasn't like we had this nice business plan planned out saying, this is our next ideal restaurant. Yeah. Are we going to, you know, no plans at all. Are we going to grow our original location, replicate that, go franchise route? Don't know. Um, but we saw the location it's, you know, you get, a gorgeous view of the Pacific. And so, you know, we walked in, saw the place and signed on our way out and a five-year lease. We're just renegotiating our next five years. And so, um, you know, when you say five to 10 years from now, it's, I really don't have any plans. Yeah. Um, I've explored some franchising routes and of course there's, you know, pros and cons, but I also feel, and I think I'm, I'm going to stick to this one. Um, cause it feels right up right now. Um, I like small businesses, yeah. you know, I yeah. don't want to go into a big restaurant group. Yeah. Um, and our two locations are entirely different. Mm -hmm. Um, we share the name a little bit, but mm -hmm. aside from that staff is different, you know, our vendors are different, yeah. um, menus are different. And so I like having, you know, small batches, I guess, of locations to where it's small business. We run it as, you know, we're California corporation. Yep. So we have to run it as a corporate entity, but at the same time, I'm able to give attention to each one, like a small business. Yep. So I think that's the beauty of it. And I yep. think the personal touches of being a small business is that's the beauty of being small. That's awesome. So the next five, 10 years, I don't know, you know, next time you have me on your show, I might have three, <laughs> four five locations, but it, I, well, I actually love how you answer that question because people ask me that question. It's funny that I asked you it cause I hate when people ask me the question because I, I don't, I don't ever know. Mm -hmm. I mean, my goal is to get as, as big as we can without sacrificing the customer experience. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, our goal for our customers is that um, we we want them to write us love letters after they become clients. Like that's how much we go above and beyond for our customers. Um, you know, we have a new uh, head of installation and training for our point of sale systems. And when we went through, here's all of the things that you're doing. He's like, I'm doing all of those things. Yes. Yes. Because we are treating this customer as if they will work with us as long as they're in business. And that's just how we do things. And it's a little bit different than how most other people do things. But if we ever have to sacrifice that type of quality, which we try to maintain in every single aspect of our business, then there's no point in, in growing Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So, you know, I, I love what you said about wanting to stay small Mm -hmm. because you can be small and also be big, right? You can have small operations that you control. And sometimes small businesses do better than big businesses. Absolutely. Revenue doesn't always correlate to profit. Right. Or happiness. Totally. In my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I see that in individual locations on, and I'm spending a lot of time, you know, fine tuning operations and finding a, not a faster solution, but more efficient solution. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that challenges me because it's aside from my day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that I can replicate. Yeah to implement that process. Let's say if we're going to open up another store. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, what, how do you feel? Because it, everywhere, especially in California, labor costs are increasing. Mm-hmm. How do you plan on tackling that? If at all, you, are you making changes? Are you, is it on your radar? You know, where, where are you guys at? It is. I mean, with the, annual increase of, you know, an annual increase already set in stone. Um, I think, or what we're doing is investing in, you know, the leaders who you can maximize out of and they get a maximum, you know, fulfillment out of, um, versus just, you know, hiring and we don't, we don't have to, we don't fire as much, which yeah. is, which I'm, you know, no one wants to fire anybody. No. No. <laughs> um, so fine tuning and kind of understanding what they're capable of and what they, mm-hmm. what their expectations are and what yeah. our expectations are and kind of working. So that's a personal development also to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, I guess a gut feeling in the beginning to yeah. say, is this person worth it? Is mm-hmm. this a genuine person who we want to invest in? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, Investing there allows us to cut costs elsewhere to where, you know, they keep a closer eye to the day to day. So they aren't keeping a hostess for the entire evening when we don't need them or this and that. And it's funny how, you know, the, the trend is right now it's before I, when I was working, so I wasn't in the restaurant industry growing up. So my parents had the restaurant I was, you know, in junior high, I think. Um, and I would go along with them, but I never, you know, worked part-time or did this or did that. I was in an entire different office work industry. Was that, was that by choice? Or? That was by choice. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's funny because my sister was, my, I have an older sister who okay. would, you know, work on the weekends, yep. hostess, this and that, serve when she turned 18. And then, you know, I was in my early twenties and woke up one day and I was like, you know what, dad, I think I want to do this. And he's like, do what? <laughs> <laughs> and initially was your thought that you... You know, that was your parents thing and you wanted to do something for yourself. Was that okay? I was like, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be, you know, so, you know, restaurant, being a restaurateur wasn't really like high on my list. But then again, it's like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, And so service and hospitality really was 
more my space. Yep. And so I try to lead with, you know, service first and awesome. And you've obviously done an awesome job and I'll give you a moment to humble brag because you just won a 40 under 40 award. Yes, I did. Which Thank is worth you. talking about. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> and what, what was the, tell me about it. So 40 under 40, um, was an award awarded by the Irvine chamber. Mm-hmm. They did a phenomenal job putting together the event. Um, but you were able to nominate somebody who's 40 under 40, making a difference in the world and the community. Um, and being our businesses, not in that city or affiliated with mm-hmm. the chamber, I was like, Oh, well, um, you know, that's so I was really honored to receive the award as far as, you know, being a little south of Irvine. And, of course. Um, but it's nice to be recognized. Yeah. That's still yeah. new to me to be recognized for what I do. So I recall we talked about this last time because, um, you know, when I've won awards, you 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 want to win. Right. Right. And then because I think we shared this and we both feel the same way. You want to win. And then when you win, you're like, oh, I didn't. I mean, I didn't need it, you yeah. know, like it's exciting to win. Like I want to win, I really want to win. And then you win it and you're like, it doesn't even mean it. it's an award, right. right? Like the recognition is nice. But then, you know, for me, um, you know, the last award that I won, I was like, well, I don't, I don't even want to go to the awards bank, but like, I don't want to be celebrated. I'm usually like, the I've one so in much the audience awarding do. somebody, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I always just look at it. Like I've got so much more to accomplish. Like I don't need anybody awarding me for anything because if I'm here, like this is where I want to be. So like an award. Don't want to be here. I like, yeah. Like on the second lap. Anyway. So I, but I think having that, you know, higher goal to reach for is something that motivates, you know, personally done personal sure. growth and development. So sure. I struggle with that every day too. Yeah. Um, so for people that are listening here that are, um, either they're restaurateurs, whether they're looking at opening a restaurant, whether they're entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, what advice do you have for them about, um, either, uh, the mindset that they need to have or specific skills that they need to hone? either to grow their business or to get the courage to, to start their business. I think be open is, um, to kind of, to wrap around the whole, you know, both, both ideas, mm-hmm. um, be open, be open to advice, be open to, um, not so nice advice too, you know, and kind of soak it in and then being able to keep an open mind about, you know, what could happen, what possibly should happen, yep. shouldn't happen. Um, but I think if you're so, you know, hard set and this is my one only road that I'm taking, then, you know, you kind of get disappointed for failure or not having things go your way. Yep. So I've learned to let loose a little bit um, and not be so, one, you know, one way or no for way. Sure. So I think that's, and be able to take constructive criticism, you know, take it in a positive light versus yeah. someone putting you down. Yeah. Um, how much do you let others opinions influence you? Um, I say a lot if you ask me, Mm -hmm. but if you ask the close people around me, they're like, you do. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think it depends on the person that's giving you the advice? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if it's somebody, you know, that I look up to, let's say, and then I'll take it. Mm -hmm probably more and try to dig, you know, mm-hmm. dig deeper to what the actual words were yes. and read between the lines and say, yeah. well, what does that mean? Like, what? I, I, I agree. I think taking 
advice or criticism from anyone that's not in a position mm-hmm. that you don't want to be in or hasn't done the things that you don't want to do, take the advice, but don't act on it. Right. Uh, what, what's, what's the point? I mean, everybody has their two cents and people always want to provide their opinions. You mm-hmm. should do this. You should do this. You should do this. But they've never done that themselves. Right. So why am I going to listen? A lot I mean, of I'll listen, but I'm not going to hear you. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, we'll finish with this. Uh, we're all about technology here at Hadfield Group. And as a restaurant, um, technology has grown by leaps and bounds. I remember when I first started in my industry, I was still convincing restaurants why they should accept credit cards 20 years ago. And it's funny you say that because just not too long ago, we were doing a deep cleaning up, you know, our, our original store, yeah. 23 years old. Yeah. And I was finding those vouchers where you would, you know, for sure, for sure. (laughs) And I think at our first meeting, you know, we were Googling what it looked like to what our first credit card processing looked like. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was the old school days. Um, and I think my dad was such a hippie and he's, you know, he still is, but he kind of set up the platform to where it was like when credit card processing first came out, he was like, you know what, we're going to take it off. It's, if it's a customer coming into the door, paying for a meal, you know, at my restaurant, we have to stay up to date on, you know? And so I think from the get go, it was, we accepted everything. Yep. And I know. And and now, you know, we're, we're to the point now where when we, we meet with a restaurant, we're able to almost customize their entire operation using our system as the central nervous system, if you will, and able to build everything. So almost every moving part we can connect to a restaurant. So I know that if that's how our business has changed, your business has had to adapt to technology in a similar way, whether through the point of sale, from reservation platforms, through social media. Um, So how has technology affected your business good or bad? And then where do you see that going in the restaurant industry? I take the good and a lot of, a lot of things. So I do have horror stories of technology, not working with us, working against <laughs> us, um, in the last couple of years. Um, but we're set up in, you know, everything you mentioned, credit card processing, yes. POS system, you know, online ordering, social yep. media. Um, and so that's definitely evolved to a space where I want to say we utilize it um, to make our lives more efficient yep. versus harder. Um, and so, but I feel like, you know, being in the restaurant industry, obviously credit card processing is probably like people don't, probably we don't even think of it as technology anymore because it's so yes. normal. You pay mm-hmm. with, your, you know, your card versus right. who carries cash. Right. Um, but with social media, um, online ordering is a big thing and mm. staying up to date on the trends. Yep. I think you kind of get an advantage versus getting blindsided. And at the end, you know, at the end of the week, you're like, well, what's this Instagram that everybody's talking about? What's tweeting, you know, or what's online ordering? Um, for sure. So I feel like in the restaurant industry, restaurant, you know, originally was you go out to eat so you can share a meal. You can, you know, it's outside your home and Mm -hmm. you go, you know, with friends or family. Um, and I want to say it's going to scale back to that right now. We do a ton of volume in, um, online ordering, mm-hmm. not just takeout, but online ordering where some, somebody comes, you know, you order on an app and somebody comes to pick up your food and delivers it for you. Yep. Um, but I feel like the, the, the face to face, the yep. conversation, yep. um, the skills we have as a human yep. is coming back. Yep. Um, and so I think we're able to utilize technology, you know, especially now with 
like Yelp, no wait coming coming out. It's yes. you're able to maximize your time um, efficiently to go to a restaurant, to dine, to conversate, to enjoy. Um, so I think it's moving in a direction to where it's not just all about technology and staying behind a screen, but utilizing that technology to be able to enjoy what humans have to offer. Awesome. Michelle, it was awesome to have you on. It was my pleasure. Thank this you was, so much. This was great. <laughs> You're such an inspiring restaurateur and operator, and it's it's uh, it's been a pleasure chatting. Thank you. Um, I want to have you do this. For the people that are watching, um, why don't you leave a question of the day? And anybody that's watching whatever platform they're watching in, they can... Think about it for the day. Answer in the comments. So what do you want to know? from the people that might be watching, whether entrepreneurs, whether they're in the technology space, whether they're in the restaurant business, what question do you want to ask them? It can be related to anything. It could be related to anything. Obviously, I put That's her on the tough, spot. That's a tough question. So for, I'll, I'll do this for restaurateurs and cool. entrepreneurs. Um, how do you relax? What, you know, how do you keep yourself afloat? Um, because, you know, my days get crazy and sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm Michelle. It's, you know, who are you? Like what, what drives you and what, you know, what, what do you do to decompress from the day and stay sane? Awesome. <laughs> I Michelle, ask myself that all the time. It was awesome to Pleasure. have you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for joining us. Michelle Endo, we will, uh, Put your social media tags, your Thank restaurants, you. your addresses. Please come check her out when you're in Orange County. Yes. Hope to see you soon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>